Rebellions are built on hope. And welcome to the first ever Rings of Rebellion, a Rings of Power podcast. Screw Star Wars today, it's all about Rings of Power. No, I'm just joking. We're, we're still a Star Wars podcast, Radio Rebellion. I'm your host, Alberto Calderon. You can see I'm a little pumped about Rings of Power, but we'll get to that at some point. Our co-host is here. Otto, how are you doing today? I just realized I can't head, head back like I was 15. <laughs> I don't even try anymore. So. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta compose yourself now. Make sure everything's back in yeah, its place. The next Metallica concert, I'm just gonna like sit behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes when I'm driving and I have some heavy metal going on, I try to do it. And I, no, that's okay. Oh. No, I try doing it now, and oh my god! No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for the younger us. Years and years ago, but Oti. It's been a week for fandom, a lot yes. of stuff going on. Uh, next week, D23 and Disney mm-hmm. Plus Day, we are getting the Kenobi documentary, at least next week, so we can talk about that a little bit afterwards. Apart from that, we don't have a lot of idea what might happen in D23 and Disney Plus Day for Star Wars, so it'll be a little bit of a surprise. I'm going with zero expectations, especially after last year. I'm pretty sure you're the same, but... How are you feeling for for that coming up next week? I am not feeling nothing. <laughs> I am, yeah. Hey, yeah. if they if they, if, I don't know. Patty Jenkins is, is there? Cool. If not, cool. Like, yeah, I, I have no stock whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, Ryan looking, Johnson. Go ahead. Looking forward to, for that documentary, though. Very yes. much looking forward to it. Why did it, they? Why didn't they call this, this Disney Gallery? Obi Wan can always just a documentaries. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird, but man, I, I love those shots where they're they're watching clips in the volume. Yeah, it's oh, crazy. That's a good use for the volume. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you're joining us today for the first time, as always, thanks for being here. Make sure that you're subscribed to our channel so you don't miss any of our new episodes when they drop. Leave us a comment down below and make sure to give us a thumbs up if you like this video. And if you're not, then just move along, move along. And if you're listening to the audio podcast, whenever you're, wherever you listen to it, just give us a little rating and review. So it was nice reading those. And you know the rest. I'm with Initiative for Equality Texas and the National Network of Abortion Fund and the Watch Choice Fundraiser. Everything's still going on. Links, Links down in the description of the video. So... As always, like I said, help us you can. If you can donate, donate. If you can retweet, pass the voice, get educated, do all that stuff. Vote. And vote, vote, vote. It's coming. It's getting close. It's very important. All right. So I know. Let's go ahead. So if you guys are ready, I'm no, I'm ready. Let's talk <laughs> Star Wars. And even though it wasn't on our kind of itinerary, let's do a little bit of Star Wars news. Just to say Ooh. we did Star Wars news. And where's my thing? Star Wars news. Star Wars news. There you go. I know you love that. Star Wars news. <laughs> uh, no, so we already talked a little bit about D23, that documentary and all that. But I think that no, it's not even news, but we'll mention it. Ryan Johnson just did an interview for his new movie that's coming out, a sequel to 
uh, Knives Out, uh, Glass mm -hmm. Onion, and he talked a lot about The Last Jedi, five-year anniversary. You love that movie. I'm a little bit lukewarm on it, but I'm hoping that he gets his chance for that trilogy. We talked about here. I kind of said, oh, if they don't announce something soon, it's not happening. You you said, oh, I still love in Star Wars. It's going to happen. I, I've always said the same thing. George spent like 16 years saying, yeah, I'm making the prequels. <laughs> and he made them. So apparently we're in the same territory again. <laughs> yeah, but here we got it. He said it. He said, I still want to do them. It would be a shame if I don't get to do them. I'm doing something right now. I've talked to Kathy Kennedy a bunch of times. So I think it's going to happen eventually. Both parties want it. Like, and I think this is like the clearest he's, he's been because yeah. he always said like, no, I'm still cracking the story, you know, but now he's like, no, be ashamed if I didn't do it. So by the way, shout out to, to Alden Diaz who's getting to interview him. For yeah. Paraton. I'm dying to mm. see if he's going to ask him something about it. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I don't know if he'll be directly, but he'll be there talking about The Last Jedi. So hopefully we get some more information in two weeks. That drops in two weeks. Um, and I think it's obvious now that it's going to be after, if he does them, it'll be after the Knives Out trilogy is finished. Yes, Glass Onion, I think, comes out this Christmas or in December. And then the next one, let's say, two years from now. And then maybe he can start on his Star Wars and that's I'd fine. Say, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know when he's going to get the time, but I mean, it's it's fine if, as long as it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, because you have half of the, I don't, want, I don't know percentages, but let's say half. Half of the fandom, very excited to get it. If you love Last Jedi, of course, you want him to do more. The people that really didn't like Last Jedi, mostly because of the Luke Skywalker stuff, they're like keeping as far away as possible. I'm in the middle because I enjoyed Last Jedi. It's not my favorite, but I love everything that happened with Luke. So, But I want him to then just do his own stuff, just characters that he creates, nothing to do with legacy characters. Just let him do everything, and I'm fine. And then, yeah, he's a great filmmaker, writer, director. I'll take it. Uh, you know, I, I don't know quite how things work at Lucasfilm, but I think it it would also be interesting if he did like non Star Wars thing with Lucasfilm, oh, like sure. maybe have them produce because, you know, from what we know, they love him over there. Yeah, <laughs> they, they loved working with him. So let's see. I, I, again, if if they want him to do it and he wants to do it, I don't see why not. Ryan, regardless of what you think of Last Jedi, he's really one of the most interesting filmmakers right now. He he likes to play with genres. He likes to dissect them and rip them open. So I don't know. I don't know if, like, do, do you think, are you interested in seeing him do something new in Star Wars? Yes. If you know me, I just, I want to move away from what we know in Star Wars. I love I everything. I think he does too. Yeah. Just let him do something else. If he has full control, and by full control, I mean he gets to write and direct all three movies or two or whatever he's going to make, then yes, I have full confidence that he's going to give us a great series. But nothing to do with the characters that we already know. I don't want him to have to, I don't know, not backtrack, but okay, let's do something in that between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. No, give me something. Go to another corner of the galaxy if you want, but I don't. Yes. 
I want to say do your own stuff. I, I'm holding back laughter because you just said the whole Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens thing. And here I'm thinking like, you know, like the chaos side in me is thinking like, could you imagine, you know, him and Mark are buddies. If Mark is like, dude, please make a Luke Skywalker movie. <laughs> can you the imagine the, the the outrage of Ryan Johnson is the one who's going to tell that story? How <laughs> Luke got stuck in Acto. Yeah. Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Again, I love everything that happened with Luke. To me, it makes sense that he ended up in Acto for that reason. Even I'm pretty sure that's not what J.J. Abrams had intended when he put him in that island. I mean, but for all we know, Grumpy Luke was always like in the plans. I mean, I always go back to that scene in Force Awakens. He doesn't seem happy to see Ray because he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, the thing for me is why is he in his Jedi regalia all formal if he doesn't want to be a Jedi? That's the only thing that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But he puts it on then just to go burn that tree. It's like, if I'm going to burn the Jedi, I'm going to do it, dress as a Jedi. Like, dude, come on. Yeah, that's not, I don't think that's in the script. But in the book, when Ray shows up, he's he was going to burn the tree at that moment. So oh, was, okay. I, I don't know. I think that's a very Luke thing. Like, I'm going to destroy the Jedi while being yeah. dressed as a Jedi. <laughs> Every Saturday, he goes up to the tree. Uh, next week. I'll get you yeah, next week. Yeah, when well, he's gonna burn the tree, I'm gonna burn it. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn wind just blew it up again. But yeah, I'm, I'm here for a Ryan Johnson Star Wars trilogy, but not connected to what we know at the moment. Yeah, no, no. I, if I had a say in this, yeah, just something different. Yeah. All right, so it's been 10 minutes. I think it's time we jump into our main story for today one of our stories and it's our favorite star wars ships story <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot longer than i remember when i did it but <laughs> it was long it was long. <laughs> i apologize to everyone listening on the audio podcast who doesn't don't know what just happened but go to a video you'll see all the starship just flying in slow motion in the screen all right Ote, this is a topic that i've been thinking about probably for about two seasons now i should do something i'm talking about our favorite starships in star wars so just something starships and then it always kind of get pushed behind and then last week we just kind of blurted it out and here Dude, we are yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, just want to keep saying favorite ships just to see if RSO, Candace, you know. Yeah, we'll just show <laughs> Who mentioned ships? And I think I just said favorite ships when I did the intro. Uh, I told you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you did it, see? It's getting in the subconscious. They'll get here eventually. Um, so Star Wars and starships, it's almost like lightsabers. We need to see what the new starships are, the new versions of X-Wing, what type of TIE fighter we're getting. What's going to be the main ship for our main characters, the Ghost, the Falcon, all that. But what makes a great Star Wars starship for you? I don't know, man. Because um, even my favorite ships, they 
they're my favorite for different reasons. Some some of the design, some of maybe like the legacy of that shit. Yeah. So the noise it makes, the how the blasters sound. So I don't know, like, and that's something like very interesting because I remember when Force Awakens came out. Came out, my dad said like after the movie, he's like, "This is a Star Wars movie. X wings, <laughs> Tie Fighters, the yeah. Falcon." Because at that time we were still in the uh, prequel suck, mm-hmm. <laughs> but now you know the N one Naboo Starfighter is iconic. The Jedi Starfighter is iconic. So I don't know what makes a good ship, man. Like I, I, I don't know. I, that's a great question that yeah. I don't have the answer to. Man, you're a great co-host. You just move the story the way I want to go. Um, it's hard. It's a difficult question. We all have different reasons why we love starships in Star Wars. And we're going to find out. Some of my favorite might be some of your most overrated or vice versa. Before uh, we started, you said you had some controversial picks. I might have some. I have one that I'm just waiting for people to come to my Twitter and say, like, you're a fake fan. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've oh, never man. liked that shit. <laughs> I'm looking at one that I'm sure people will say the same about me. It'll be fun if it's the same one. I doubt it, but it'll be fun. I doubt it. I really yeah. doubt it. <laughs> um, but I think it is legacy, of course. It's like the Millennium Falcon. Everyone knows. I, no one hates the Millennium Falcon. I haven't heard anyone say something or anything bad about the Falcon. Nope. Maybe when the first images for Solo came out and they saw they saw the Lando version like what the hell did they do to the Falcons? Like, Dude, just uh, just wait. And now I love that I, I was one of the people who was like what what is <laughs> and now I, nice. I love like both both versions of the Falcon. Yeah and the interior with the white and the yellow accents is nice. Um but yeah I think sound like the sound they make is very important. Um uh, but it all comes down to design at least for me and there's something okay. that I really like in ships in general. And that, I think that's one of the reasons I picked some of these. So, okay. so I think the way we're going to do this, we'll do our first our three favorite starships, then we'll do three underrated, and then three overrated. Okay. And the overrated might have some controversy around it. And I'm going to throw a wrench into our favorite discussion, which I didn't tell you before. And it's nothing weird. When you say your favorites, can you, if you know, what was kind of your favorite moment for that ship? What kind of made you decide? Okay. All right. So if you do you want to start this round or want me to start? I, I can start. I can All start. right. So you say one, then I'll do one and we'll go back and forth. These are in order, by the way. Like I usually no, they're not these are in order. Okay. So the first ship I have is the TIE Fighter. Okay, um, and this is your number three. My number three, yes. Okay. I and you know I talked about sound. I I'm a sucker for that Tie Fighter roar. Like, yeah, I remember watching those Force Awakens trailer. The I think the last one started. You kind of hear it in the background. Mm-hmm. This gave me chills. And when when I went to see that movie, that scene when they hijacked the Tie Fighter, and yeah. you're just like they're following it. There's like, like a Tie Fighter on Tie Fighter chase. I I just love that ship, and it's purely because of the noise like that's like and you know it's cool like the, the yeah. solar panels and the pot in the middle but it's i i'm just like enamored with how that ship sounds <laughs> i mean the sound is iconic it's the first thing that people say when they oh i love the tie fighters because of the sound and i agree the sound it's you know you know what's, what's you know coming. yeah it's, it's like the one sh- 
I mean, it's not the one ship, but it's like I think it's the most iconic sound of a ship. You know, thinking of on uh, Endor, Yavin, Starkiller Base, everything yeah. like it's so present in you know what the Star Wars space combat is. And for me, I agree with my dad. A Tie Fighter makes a Star Wars movie. Um, do you have a favorite version of yes. the Tie Fighter? Yes, so it's I, like thirty-seven. I, I'm in love with the with the I, I don't know the name the. The first order one with the black and the the, the red thing. In yeah, the, the special forces. I think first order. Yeah, special yeah, forces. And, and like the standard one with the mm -hmm. the straight panels, not the. I think it's tie defender. Um, I get But that. but yeah, that right. I, I just love a tie fighter. Yeah, tie fighter, and I, I own. I'm not gonna spoil my rankings, but if I had to choose one, I would go with the. The first order special forces, that black one with the red stripe, yeah. Same with the pilots, yeah. You that know, design is great. And you know what? I I love tattoos. I adore tattoos, but I don't have one, and I don't think I'll ever get one. But it, you know, I, I've always had a dream of just doing like a Tie Fighter on my arm. Yeah, I just love that shit. Do you have? I know you mentioned the scene in the Force Awakens. Do you have a uh, favorite scene with Tie Fighters? That kind of yeah, that's the one that. I, I always go back, maybe even in Mass's Castle, but it just takes me back to that first viewing of Force Awakens and feeling like we're back. We're yeah. back in Star Wars. So, so yeah, maybe that first scene when they hijack it in, okay. in Force Awakens. Which is a great scene. It's also kind yeah. of... No, that, it's a, a very fun scene. That kind of the movie picks up at that point. And, you know what? Even that shot with the TIE fighter crashed in the sand... Oh, yeah. Uh, I had that as my computer wallpaper for a while. Yeah, that's a great one. That chase is just so awesome. Fire ventral cannons. Um, all right, so I'll go with my number three. I guess I'll do I think this is in order now. And it's the fire spray, also mm. known as Slave One or Boba Fett Starship, depending where you want to go. Okay. But I have to go with it. And we're talking now, this is a sentimental pick i think again boba fett is my favorite character so i gotta go with his ship it's i got some uh keychain somewhere back there but yeah slave one and the more we learn about that ship the cooler it gets the little bits that we got on it in mandalorian season two and then in book of boba fett just kind of cemented that as an iconic ship which also has an iconic, I want not as iconic as a TIE fighter, but it has a certain hum of the engines that you can, oh wait, I've heard that before. And then, okay, that's Slave 1. And the seismic charges. Like. Let, me, let me get there. But yes, <laughs> seismic charges, come on. There's, you're talking about sounds in Star Wars. Nothing is better than the seismic charge. And that then takes me to my favorite use of the Slave 1 or my favorite I had I love the part in Book of Boba Fett when he's just gunning down all those Nikto riders. But I have to go with Attack of the Clones and just a chase with Obi-Wan through the asteroid field. And when we first got the seismic charges, like, oh my God, this is uh, awesome. And, and you know what? One of the things I mentioned, like I think the Slave One's um cannons, the mm -hmm. Blasters, they're also iconic because yeah. they sound like hard, like bam, 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 bam. yeah, it's yeah, it's not a little photon cannons or whatever they have. It's it's not. so slave one, and now we see how it works on the inside because all oh, your upside down, <laughs> then the ball rotates. 
come on, you can And then it has three names because people get offended. So I love, the fire. I love fire spray. Fire spray is a great name for a starship. So I'll call it the fire spray. Yeah. And I don't, for some reason, being it when it was still called Slave One, or you can still call it Slave One. So why the one at the end? And every time I was doing something or writing something or whatever, I had a another name, but it always ended in one as my homage for this. I had for my sci-fi <laughs> story, there's a ship called the Nemesis, and it was the Nemesis, Nemesis one. one. Yeah, so Boba Fett, there you go. All right, so what's your number two? My number two, so I don't know. I saw it in Wikipedia, but I don't know how to pronounce it. So I'll just say it's, I think it's called the Gauntlet and it's the Mandalorian fighter. Yes. I love that ship. And I'll, I'll go right straight to my favorite thing about that ship. And it's was seeing it in uh, Mando season two finale when, when they get to a bar and it's parked, just yeah. seeing it parked, like <laughs> ah, it's in live action. I just, that ship, and that's just purely on cool factor because and it's the whole thing like the, mm -hmm. the thing of the flaps just go up i i love that ship you know uh, boca tan ha drives one and she's cool um <laughs> and so th this number two is just purely uncool and i i just want to see like a mandalorian live action fight with you know Ooh. as we see x-wings but just with the gauntlet ship mm -hmm. or mandalorian starfighter or whatever yeah so is that Com RK class fighter, and Com I know because I had it for my underrated. I was Ooh, gonna put it there, okay. it didn't make that list because it's so difficult, just yeah. choose, choosing three. But yes, the gauntlet, come on, design that. Oh my, you're yes. right. When I saw it in Book of Boba Fett and the, in Clone Wars, well, saying live actually, it's like, oh my goodness, that ship is I, great, it's awesome. I want one, please remember, give us more. I remember when Bo Katan showed up in. In Mando, I was like, oh, I love seeing her and, you know, Katie Sackhoff. But ah, I wanted to see a ship. And when they go to see her and that ship is parked, I, I was like, ah! <laughs> There it is. Yeah, because I remember seeing it in Rebels in season seven. When she mm -hmm. shows up, we got it. So, oh, man, I want to get more inside that ship. And then seeing it there, even parked in the back of like, with the slave one next to her, it's like, oh, my goodness. Even That's for a starfighter, it's like, Big. It's, it's big. like it's like I think it's like a one man ship or not. It's not like the Falcon, for example. Yeah. It's a freighter. It's it, but it's a big ship. Yeah, I guess two people because Cosca Reese was with uh, her. So maybe oh yeah, yeah, and then Ahsoka gets in. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, give us more. We yes. come on in Ahsoka. Boca Tan is gonna be not in. Ahsoka. I mean, we can get in Ahsoka <laughs> in Mando season three. Has Dude, to be. Just, just imagine Tie Fighters versus the Mandalorian Gauntlet. You know, I can Thrawn or something. <laughs> that would be awesome. I thought that Din Djarin might get one when the uh, Razor Crest blew yeah. up, but didn't get it. That's a good pick. I'll I'll give you that one. That's a good one. All right, number two, and I'll say my top two are pretty vanilla. These okay. are no nothing surprising, but this is the Millennium Falcon. Okay, you that's my number go... one. So I can talk about it. Yeah, okay, so you, you can go wrong with, with the Millennium Falcon. You're talking Star Wars, you're talking a, a ship that has its own theme music. Come on, you can't beat that. Um, so why does Han says we're home? Because it's in the Falcon. Everyone wants the Millennium Falcon, the ship that made the Kessel run. Lando had it all spruced up, then 
Han Solo got it beat up. It doesn't matter. Everyone wants it. Even Jakku has it there in the junkyard. So yeah, the Falcon is the, one of the best ships out there. And for scenes, I gotta go with the Force Awakens. Just seeing it there, the garbage will do. And I said it here, that's when this became a Star Wars movie for me. Was seeing the Falcon there, the garbage will do. It's always a piece of garbage, but it always comes through. So that's my number two. You just said it's your number one. It's my number one. I know you don't like when I spoil it ahead, but like I just <laughs> tie it in together. Yeah. But yeah, I know it's it's my favorite ship. You know, when I get to the apartment, you guys are gonna see it. It's gonna be I have my my uh, Hasbro one from Power of the Force. It's gonna be behind my desk. Um, it's my favorite ship of all time. Like I I just adore it. It's you know, it's almost a character in the movies, even in Empire Strikes Back. You know, it keeps mm -hmm. breaking down. It keeps making everything difficult for everyone. Um, and, you know, the noise, I, you know, that, that engine, it's powerful. Yeah. And, of course, the, the cannons from the turrets, the, the sound is also iconic. But favorite scenes, you know, we, we got I'm going to Force Awakens, but even before Force Awakens, you know, <laughs> that... Thanksgiving Day trailer, okay. the dark side and the light screen goes black and just that that uh, theme kicks in and you know the mm -hmm. that God bless JJ Abrams. I know people have opinions. That shot the 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 cameras like you know it's CGI, but the cameras basically like on the back of the ship and yeah. you know the whole, uh, I I spent so much time recreating that in. Battlefront, <laughs> just like I just adore that ship. Totally. That scene, that whole uh, starship—it's like an infomercial for the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and yeah, seeing that in the Thanksgiving Day trailer, and I know people love the main trailer, but I prefer this one. I, that shot, and then seeing it coming to you with the Tie Fighters behind it. No, great. I saw. I remember seeing. A video that someone kind of changed the way it moved because it moves kind of weird. They just did it the correct know. way, and I'm, okay, it's cool, but no, it has to be the, the JJ way. Yeah, how the wind like breaks on this shit. Ah, ah. Yeah, I get giddy. <laughs> crashing against the sand because you can't get it back. Oh ah. man, yeah. Millennium Falcon, my number two, your number one, and probably a lot of people's favorite, a lot of people favorite ship. All right, so my favorite one, I guess, again, I say it was a pretty easy pick, vanilla pick, but there's something about this shit. Every time it comes on, on screen, I become a little kid, and it's the X-Wing. Mm. I'm an X-Wing fan. That's the best ship ever created. And it's, I grew up in the 80s when the F-14 Tomcat and Top Gun came out, and just seeing the wings move backwards and forwards was the coolest thing. So... Put S foils in attack position, and then I just said, "That's it. I don't need anything else." That's my favorite ship. When it showed up in Mandalorian, the first time in season two, I died. It's again, they look great. CGI will look like models. So the X wing is my favorite ship, and for favorite moments, it has to be the Battle of Yavin when they start kind of turning towards the Death Star, because you hear also parts of the Jedi theme when it's going to attack, which I love. And then also I got to go back to Force Awakens to tackle Lana when they're just going over the water to join the fight. That 
that scene was just awesome. Yeah, JJ loves the to see the X wings in like mm -hmm. real, like not in space. Yeah, the atmosphere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm gonna like give a brief spoiler, getting ahead of, of myself. I was gonna put it in my overrated list, but I just couldn't because <laughs> it's freaking X wing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's that's the that's the that's ship the of point. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they're basic. They are like mainstream, I guess. But there's a reason for it. Like, there's a reason something becomes uh, a cliche. It's yeah. a cliche for uh, a reason. X-wings. It's practical. It's you yeah. got your little droid in the back helping you out. Also, yeah. I didn't like the the orange one in Rise of Skywalker. Like, eh. I love the black one. The... Come on, black one is probably That's, the best one. Ryan, why why would you destroy that? I'll say, look, <laughs> I, I don't, don't, Skywalker. <laughs> don't kill that the X-Wing. Luke Skywalker is fine, but the X-Wing. Why don't you destroy any other ship in the hangar? Why, why did it have to be that one? <laughs> probably just get some spray paint and paint the other one. I'm sure. Yeah. But even the, the Luke Skywalker one with the little red stripes and the blue. Come on, X-Wings all the way. X-Wings, yeah, my favorite starship. It won't change. All right, so this is where we get to plead our case for, come on, people, you should love these ships more. Let's talk about some of the underrated. You don't need to give us your favorite moment of this ship, just okay. underrated. I'll start because you started the first round. And I don't know, the order, the first one, yes, that's my most underrated. But I'll start with the Jedi Starfighter. I think it's underrated. And, sorry? That's my number three. <laughs> I know. Again, we're, we're getting too similar. I know there's two versions. Do you prefer the Attack of the Clones kind of spear version or the no, one that looks no, like no. a TIE fighter? That one that looks like a TIE fighter. <laughs> I, I was debating. I couldn't go. But I love the Attack of the Clones one because it has the, the ring, the hyperspace mm -hmm. ring. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But I was looking at pictures of the... I think it's the Delta version or something like that. Or maybe the other one is the Delta Starfighter. Fighter. It's just freaking cool, especially seeing it on Revenge of the Sith. Oh, man, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, you know, we're not going to say favorite scenes, but it has to be that one. <laughs> Come on. The it best start, be. the best intro in all of Star Wars with those yeah. two ships. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'll debate you on which one's the best intro of Star Wars, but OK. <laughs> um, OK, let me write down our next topic. <laughs> best intros. Best intros, ranking of the intros. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, dude, it's 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 a great ship, and for for underrated, it's weird because I don't think there's one that like I've seen people hate on that. I'm like, no, it's a great ship. So I'm just going with ships that we don't see as much yeah. or we don't get as much love for. Mm -hmm. And the Jedi Starfighter, we need more of it. Like, and it's weird because of course it's just so much about that era. Yeah, and going back to Attack of the Clones. They have another one, so if, even if you do like a High Republic coaster to Force Awakens, it's not gonna be that ship. But I don't know; it'd be cool to see Cal get one for in a Survivor or something. Yeah, <laughs> like well, you can see, Survivor. maybe there might still be some in during the Bad Batch era. They didn't destroy all of them. Yeah. Some of those Jedi that survived maybe took one one with them. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I love the Jedi Starfighter. Yeah. Both versions, I think both versions are it's like trying to say which version of the clone troopers is your favorite version one or two. Is, oh, I don't know, <laughs> I like one now. I used to love two, I like one. I think the little okay, press uh, in the middle, yeah. 
It doesn't matter. We'll see them in Andor. I think we'll get in them in Andor at least once. Okay. All right. So I'll keep going. So my number two, and I same as you, I don't think that people hate on Star Wars ships. But yeah, either we don't get enough or we don't talk about them, about mm -hmm. them enough. And I'll say the first light, Dryden Voss Yacht. Mm, Come on. That's a cool that, one. That's a, and I was just looking at starships this morning because I hadn't done my job in getting ready for the show. And this one came up. And I, of course, Dryden Voss, you want a party, you go there. You have your own and, people, yeah. you got your singer, you got your security there. First light. Kira goes to Dathomir on that ship, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Because I, I was gonna say, like, does that go into space? But yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, it's went like to three planets in Solo. Of course, it goes. Yeah, into space. yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a great ship. Uh, one of the things I didn't like, I, I Canto Bite. I'm kind of uh, about Canto Bite, especially the casino scene. It doesn't look like a Star Wars kind of party. This was a party in the first slide. You have Imperials, you got uh, Bounty Hunters, you got everyone there having a fun time, not caring about what's going on. I know there are two different atmospheres, but come on, that ship, that's a quality ship, like Lando that's a, would that's, say. That's a quality ship, I totally agree. All right, what's your number two? My number two is a ship that I haven't underrated because I know there's a big chunk of the fandom that does not know about the ship, and we have not seen it in live action, but we mm -hmm. will someday and it's the jedi vectors from star wars they have the high okay. republic mm -hmm. it, you know what we've seen is just like picture concept art and it looks cool but man we all want to see a jedi board that ship and have to stick their lightsaber yeah. inside the, the thing uh yeah it's a cool design i my i got my cousin to start reading high oh, republic nice. and he, he called me somewhere between uh light of the jedi and he's like dude have we seen those vectors before and i'm like no it's like oh i thought we, we were gonna we had seen them in clone wars or something i was gonna ask you the episode because i now want to see them <laughs> and they're cool they're, they sound cool from what we've mm -hmm. read so i'm hoping maybe in the acolyte we might get something since we're gonna get jedi yeah hopefully i think like you said the coolest thing about the vectors is how they work that yeah. you need to put your lightsaber in how important that is that you're using your lightsaber you, even the weapons are powered by, by it so yeah. if you're gonna shoot it it's because it's important yeah and the concept art looks great they're kind of weird slender yeah. just yeah, like long blasters and you can have your dog inside because we know amber yeah. goes in with bell so at least there's a little it's bit a, of space it's on friendly it's <laughs> It's not that practical because if there's an emergency and you don't have a lightsaber, you're screwed. But, but yeah. that's the reason. Then no one can steal it and infiltrate the only Star Wars base. vectors I like. <laughs> every time now, every time I hear vectors, now I go that's into it. how much you hate. If it's a Timothy Zahn vector, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so if we get a Star Wars High Republic show written by Timothy Zahn, and he said we're gonna get vectors, you we're don't know get... where you. Vectors following vectors. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And no. Vectors vector. Then <laughs> <laughs> because like airplane the movie. Roger, Roger. All right. <laughs> Here we go. And oh, no, we're still on underrated. Okay, so my number one underrated is the U-Wing. Okay, I was gonna I thought you were gonna say mine. Okay. The U-Wing. The U-Wing is something uh, kids. Okay. Someone maybe just broke their head and I don't know. Hopefully not. <laughs> 
so it's the U-wing. For the same reason that I said I kind of love the X-wing, how the wings move up and down, the X, the U-wing having those two versions for attack, for support. Uh, like I said, they're great for support. You can take the, your whole team with you. They look awesome. They don't have a sound, no. unfortunately, but just a design. The design no, of the U-wing, I love it. And I wish we would get more of it. Well, yeah, that U-Wing is my most underrated ship. No one talks about the U-Wings. They were very important in the rebellion, and they were just forgotten. So that's my number one most underrated starship. Is Rogue One the first time we see a U-Wing? I'm yeah. really so bad at this. Okay. Yeah, we need more U-Wings. Like, yeah. that's a cool ship. It fits at the Alpini with the turret. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just you can, yeah, yeah come on, that's a culture cool and, and battlefront. They're they're like awkward because they're very big, but they're mm -hmm. cool, they're like a support ship, yeah. Plus, we get them in Alphabet Squadron. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, what's your number one? My number one is also part of the Alphabet Squadron, and mm. it's an A Wing. Um, I think A Wings are very underrated, honestly. Yes, they're like the little brother to you know, the big player, the X Wing, but. A-wings are fast, they're, they're efficient, you know, you can get in and out very quickly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my, my Star Wars sequel-sequel uh, treatment started with, like, a secret mission on A-wings. Yeah. They were fast and small. And I, I really like the A-wing. A lot of it comes down to playing it in, in Battlefront because it's a very fast ship. Um, and it's Tally interest ship, so yeah. it, it has to be good. It has to be good. <laughs> Yeah, A-Wing, kind of like you said, that stepbrother of the letter, letter starships. People don't talk about it. They're very resilient because yeah. poor Will Lar gets bumped up and upside the head like 300 times. This <laughs> duct tape around that ship. Every time he thinks it's going to break, he's sweating inside the ship and he's still working. Yeah. And yeah, seeing it in in Last Jedi was pretty cool. But we need more. We need more A-Wings in live action and to yeah, survive no, no. longer. We need a hero in an A-Wing. We got Tally Lintra, but she died very quickly, unfortunately. Yeah. Let's see what we, we need like. A... Yeah. All right. Here's when it's going to get interesting. Mm. Overrated. And I'm surprised there's one ship we haven't mentioned, which, again, is difficult just doing a three, three favorite yeah. ones. But... I'm afraid. And you said you only have two. For your I only have two because what I mentioned, I was going to put the X-Wing in, but it didn't feel right. Yeah. And uh, this is my caveat. There's not a ship in Star Wars I don't like. I like them all. I think they're, they are, they're all very interesting. But I'm picking these two just to pick something. <laughs> all right. So I'll say I have three, but my third one was just to complete the, the ranking. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't think it's overrated. I just had to put one. I'm going to start with this one just because it's kind of an honorable mention. Wait, wait, wait. Dale's here. Oh, Dale. Forgive me, Masters. I was working the hot song. Look, Dale, thanks for being here. And don't get too burned out. I know it's extremely hot everywhere. So you got to be careful. Random. It hasn't been that hot over here. <laughs> It yes. hasn't stopped raining, though. Yeah, here it's hot. It's not as hot as it usually get right now in Florida, but I know the West Coast is suffering a lot. So, okay. And I'll highlight this comment. It was from yesterday. Jay jumped in. Jay Pylon, he just put starships. Let's go. 
he was going to talk about Battles, Battlestar Galactica. That's probably he, why he didn't come back today. Okay. All right. So my kind of mention, overrated, and you're going to hate me right now, is the TIE Fighter. And it's just, it's too many versions. Just pick one. There's like 300 TIE Fighters. Just pick one. Is I have one that's gonna upset you, so go ahead. I'm sure, but we got the TIE Fighter, the TIE Bomber, the Striker, the Tribe Wing. Just pick a design or change the name. Just what okay. I love. I love the TIE Fighter, the original one. Just give me the basic one. Just, I don't need a new version every 10 seconds. Okay. And Thrawn, sorry, you lost. They went with the Death Star. It's you gotta suck it up. It's true. <laughs> All right, so, so what's your number two? Actually, my number two, it's kind of tied to yours. Um, this this one's kind of petty on my part. <laughs> it's a Time Marauder. That's the ship um, Colin Trevorrow had designed. He made it with his son. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a fine ship, but it's more on the, on the line of, like, when people saw it, we got the, we almost got that ship, <laughs> and yeah. JJ took it over. Okay, it's a just another version of the same ship yeah you've already gotten like it's okay sure yeah it was kind of weird i'm trying to even remember it, what it, it looked like it, it kind of looked like the skiffs in not not the skiffs the ah, the speeders in crate the okay no i'm gonna look at it real quick yeah it's because it's like a, a little bit clumsy and you know yeah, i'm sure it's really clumsy i i'm sure contraro and his son put a lot of oh, into it yeah now no, come on, no, no, uh, I don't like that. It, it, it. I'm gonna say a, it sucks. It sucks. It, no. You know what? If it came out in, in the movie, I put a, probably would have been like, oh, okay, a new one. But well, probably, I, I don't know. It'll move like that B wing, it, maybe that. Like you know, I'm a person who gets very dizzy, so like <laughs> seeing it spin would have been horrible for me. Yeah. But it's more on the reaction we got when people saw it. Like no, right? Skywalker would have been like. 10 times better. <laughs> I hate that now. And again, John Boyega can say whatever he wants about his experience doing this movie. He's entitled to everything he's saying. But every now he mentioned that, oh, that he read the Duel of the Fates script and he can't read it anymore because tears to his eyes how great that was. And then the, we get the conversation again. We should have gotten this. No, we shouldn't. Uh, I will say it's a better story for Finn. Yes. On paper, oh, some, well, some of it... Enough. It's a better story for Finn, definitely. And I agree. That give me the Stormtrooper Rebellion instead of, yeah, you're a general now and then just throw some uh, bombs down. You may or may not be force sensitive. We don't know. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll figure it out. Whatever. <laughs> but everything else, bringing another big bad that we haven't heard. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to put it out there. I am not a fan of that script. Like, me neither. Again, uh, if you go, our very first episode was talking about that script. And I I read it before I made my big piece with Rise of Skywalker. Like <laughs> I was in my, I don't know how I feel about this movie when I read it. I, I think it helped me like it even more. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one. I, I'll just say, I'm, I'm just not a fan of Colin Trevorrow as a director. And a nice. He's not, going down the... Look, I don't know, just straight yeah, kind of just went like this and then everything is yeah I you know I don't know him I don't know if he's a good guy or not he doesn't have to be a fan of me as an accountant but like I don't know <laughs> Come on, he, he was calling you right now to make for his taxes <laughs> you... 
Nah. <laughs> uh, and then, and then Jura Jurassic World Dominion didn't help his cause. But now you can see the excellent. If I if I start talking Jurassic World, we're not ever gonna end because I have a lot to say, <laughs> and I've done episodes on it, and I still have a lot to say. All right, we won't, we won't. Maybe on a on a uh, another day on World Between Fandoms, we'll talk about dinosaurs, but not today. All right. So but by the way, Jurassic World, J. A. Bayona did Fallen yes. Kingdom. He's doing. Well, I want to talk about that when, when we get there. I want to All right, that. we're almost there. All right, here here we come. I'm gonna apologize to people in the chat, everyone watching or listening to this later, and I apologize to you maybe because I don't know your stance, but I'm dying to know. N1 Naboo Starfighter. Mm. It's overrated. The only okay. version I like is the Mandal Mandalorian one. I don't they didn't like it when it came out. I mean again, like you said, I don't hate it, but I don't mm -hmm. know why people love this ship so much. It's a yellow banana with some silver rings. I don't I don't know. It does nothing for me. The N1, whatever. <laughs> I got nostalgic when I saw it in Book of Boba Fett, but I didn't. Oh my God, I'm crying now. It's my hole. Eh, it's yeah. a ship which I don't particularly like. I don't agree with you, <laughs> but I there's a lot of love for that ship. And I know, and that's why it's overrated. So it shouldn't I, have that much love. I, I get a lot of nostalgia for it because I saw Phantom Menace when I was six. But I don't have that thing that, oh, that was the first Starship, I, you know, star, space battle I ever yeah. saw because I had already seen Star Wars a bunch of times. So I already lo loved X-Wings and TIE Fighters. And I was actually kind of weirded out. What was that ship? Mm -hmm. yeah. Where's the X-Wing? <laughs> but I don't agree with you. I, I love the number one, one Starfighter. I think it's a nice ship. It's elegant. And it's very, un it's a very much an boost uh, ship. I prefer. Give me the other one. I almost throw oh, it down. The, at, the, the, the it's like a little bit bigger. No, not just the the Naboo cruiser that she has in episode one. In episode two, when the, she's the going to Coruscant, yeah, that's a quality ship. But the that's Naboo a quality one, ship, and that's a great first sequence. It, it is. Um, the, the lighting and yeah. The, oh. I mean, we gotta do a show about it. But yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, it's a prequel baby. So everyone that grew up on the prequels, it's not I, that great a ship. It I, is. I oh agree with God. you only in the sense that I don't know what people like love so much about it, but mm. I think it's a very nice ship. It is nice. Also, we'll write it. All right, it's my turn to be offended. What's your number two? No, you already said your number two. So what's yeah. your number one? Oh my God. I'm my number one ship is a ship that everyone has always loved. I, and I always looked at it and I was like, it looks ugly. It <laughs> kind of looks like a stapler. Or, uh, and it's the fire spray. <laughs> I've never liked that ship. I think it's, yeah, it just kicked me out. I I'll kick myself out. I'm leaving. Uh, so I don't... <laughs> oh, I, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah, I've always told you I've never loved Boba Fett. I, I, okay, well, no, this is fine. 
it's so weird. I can, no, I can just, can I just move it? But anyway, go ahead. I, you know, I've never loved Boba Fett, so I've never had any attachment to that ship. The only thing I liked about it was that scene in, in Attack of the Clones. So you know, everyone had the toy from Power of the Force, and I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, look what I got. I was like, I got a Millennium Falcon back home. It's fine. So I don't know. I've never loved it. All right, let's move on. So my number one pick. <laughs> Come on. No, I agree. I, I agree. But... always like, no, please don't get offended. And the minute he gets offended, like, no, it's over. No, it's over. <laughs> I can't kick you out anymore because you can just jump back in because you have co-host power now. So I can't kick out you out. So much. I've been kicked out so many times. <laughs> I know. I don't know. It's like those people that you keep inviting to parties when you know something's going to happen. Why do you keep uh, inviting him? You don't even like him. Oh, well, feel bad. That's why. I I, I always have these definitions for certain kinds of friends that people are like, why are you friends with them? It's like, it's already been too long. It's It would be too inconvenient not to be yeah. friends anymore. <laughs> it's weird if I don't invite him. They'll hear yeah. from someone else. I don't want to have that conversation. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. All right. I, I said, hey, hey, I said I I like all the ships. I think it's overrated. Just because it spins, okay, sure. Uh, Come on, I, it's, I, I I can't even speak anymore. I, I sang it praises when you put it number or something. <laughs> number three. Number no, three. I, I don't think it's overrated because I don't know if a lot of people really love it. I think I they just a love... lot of people uh, just remember the outrage when they changed the name. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean outrage. I don't. I try people not get to. Out of, okay, yeah. yeah. People get outrage over everything. All right. Oh yeah, it's not a conventional ship. It's, it's not a weird. Fight. It's not a Tie Fighter. It's not... <laughs> All right. It's not an Abu and One Star. It's not a. It's not a Y wing. Wait. Oh wait, wait. I love. <laughs> Come on, Dale. That's that's the heat. Dale was out on the sun. Thank it's you, affected Dale. him. You need to get hydrated. Doesn't know what he's talking about. All right, my flag. My flag. Okay. You just Thank got you, an Dale. easy question for the trivia, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number one most overrated, and this oh, is I thought, over. No, because I said the first one was my kind of it didn't count. The oh, high okay. fighter was just okay. a rant because there's too many and I needed three, but we're not counting that one. Okay. My most overrated ship, which I don't know why people love it so much, is the Y-Wing. The mm -hmm. Y-Wing bomber to me is kind of the most whatever ship. I know it's put together, it doesn't have hatches for the come on. Oh. They always stop showing that. Um, yeah, that Y wing. I've never loved the Y wing. I don't get the design. Talk about a stapler for Slave One. This is a fork that's missing the middle prong. It doesn't have covers for the engines. It's come on. The Y wing is so I... overrated. Come on. I don't think it's overrated because I don't think people, you know, Ken Knapsack loves that ship. But I've seen so many people talk okay. about the Y wing. Okay. No, nice. I, I find it to be a frustrating ship. <laughs> it's like the That's a good way. It's slow. It's but it has a purpose, just to drop bombs and move away. 
I, I I don't have much feelings about it. So you putting it, I was gonna put it in overrated actually, but I just thought not many people talk about it. So well, like, okay, whatever. Hopefully they forget about it after today. But yeah. <laughs> so why win on the N one? To me, are the most overrated ships. All right. So so Dale, you've been saying a little bit which ones you don't like. What's your favorite starship, Dale? I don't know if he. He hasn't put it on the comments. I want to know. I want to know. Yeah. And if there's anyone else out there. So while, you, while Dale kind of brings that up, let's go real quick to Rebel Thoughts. When we hear from you guys, mm. where's my, I haven't done this in a while. Here we go. Well done. You're a rebel now. You're a rebel now. And our friend Buck O'Brien at Highball2814 said the ghost. And I the ghost is one of those ships. I couldn't find a place for it. No, I really no, like no. it. It's not on my top three. It's not overrated. It's not underrated. So it didn't make the list, but the Ghost is another great ship. If we did a, like a top 10, it would probably be oh, somewhere yeah. over there. So yeah, it's, it's, I totally agree. I couldn't find a place in the top three. It's not underrated. It's not overrated. Yeah. It's perfectly rated. <laughs> perfectly rated. Yeah, if we did like a top five or top 10, a lot of those ships, will, like you, I almost put U-Wing in my, if it was top five, that U-Wing would be there. But I think it's more mostly underrated than yeah, being. All right, again, it's the best. It's the best again. It's right there. The quarterback of everything. <laughs> it's like Tom Brady, doesn't retire. Is always there and always puts quality numbers. So it's in in the sense that people think he's garbage and some people love him. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have it, you hate it. But as soon as he comes in your team, it's the greatest thing ever. That's the Falcon. The okay. garbage, it's trash. Oh, this is the greatest ship ever. Did the, the Kessel Run. Plus, it has L3 inside. That it does. All right. So I think that does it for our talk on Star Wars ship. Pretty, you got a little heated there at the end, but all in, in fun. You, you got heated. I was perfectly relaxed. Man, I was... <laughs> I'm glad I have my water here. I almost threw my computer out of the way. No, they'll they'll calm me down. Mm. The ghost oh, is cool. The ghost show. Hmm. Yeah, like the TARDIS. Oh, he doesn't know the TARDIS. I know what the TARDIS is. <laughs> TARDIS is. I've seen it inside. I've told you. I've tried to see Doctor Who. <laughs> I know. I know. I won't bring it up anymore. Just watch it. if you want to watch it. Watch it. If not, that's fine. Uh, what if it? Yeah, it's one of, like the Falcon. There's the yeah. It, it looks. I mean, the Falcon's a big ship, but every time we go inside, it's like does all this fit in here? Yeah. So that's what sometimes I like looking at those, and I have it's somewhere in there. They the have those. Yeah, cut us, and I cannot tell you where everything is. It's oh, here's the rooms or the bunk beds. Here's I think the lady. Falcon is a little bit more comfortable than the Ghost. Yeah. They have those those metal bunk beds where Ezra and Seb. No, that's not comfortable. I prefer the. I think Lando had a good, good design of. Oh it. yeah, like this room. Yeah, oh, great. All right, we gotta go to our next segment where we jump into some other fandoms, and it's a world between fandoms.
a world between fandoms. So we kind of put Star Wars a little bit in the back burner for now and spend the next 10 to 20 minutes. I already added five minutes to the show. And we talk about other things in geek and nerd culture. And there's basically three big things going on right now. Oti, last week we talked, we'll start with She-Hulk. You hadn't watched it because you were waiting for a couple more episodes. You still are holding off. Yeah, it's actually twerked or something. <laughs> All right. So, yes, that's a big controversy. Oh, uh, it's a controversy. Okay. Oh, wait. You haven't been on Twitter recently? I've had a long, hard week, as I told you. Dude, so that's good for being away from the stupidity that is fandom People Twitter. Were angry that. So I didn't, I watched it in the afternoon because She Hulk, like I said before, I've been enjoying it, but I haven't been over the moon about it. And I still kind of feel the same way about this episode. And I'm feeling that uh, the parts that I really enjoyed about this episode was the one when she was in She Hulk. When she was Jennifer Walter, she was great. And everything else that happened when she wasn't a She-Hulk, I enjoyed when she turned into She-Hulk. I said last week that the CGI was a lot better than in the trailers. I don't know, in this episode, and I, it's when she's wearing the suit, when she's in court, it just looks off. That CGI suit just doesn't work for me. Yeah, they will only seen the first one kind of sleep. Uh, I mean, it's a different type of MCU I'll watch show. the show. Uh, 100% watch it, but I'm not dying to see it. Yeah, it's a good show. It's nothing to oh, let's you spend know, 30 minutes talking about it. I see a lot of people being like, Oh, it's great, it's a huge callback to those early 2000s. And I'm like, Early 2000s TV was fine. Yeah, the thing for me, if this was an actual, like a lower lawyer courtroom show that mm -hmm. every episode was a new uh, superhero that she had to defend or something. And each episode of the week, kind of a, a case of the week. Oh yeah, that sounds great. It okay. doesn't seem like at least three episodes in, it doesn't sound like it. I, I think I, I would not like that because I'm not a big fan of uh, courtroom dramas or comedies or anything because mm -hmm. You know, since I go to law school, I'm like, you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't watch a lot of those. And it's I. my dad was a lawyer. He was a defense lawyer. So I lived through it. My okay. aunt is a lawyer. Yeah, my dad was a criminal defense lawyer. So I've lived through that. Hey, I don't need it. Every time I watch a movie that has a court scene and the, the lawyer starts screaming, I'm like, he's getting fined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the controversy, because I saw someone posted it on Twitter, a video of her twerking with Megan Thee Stallion. I'm like, oh, man, this, I don't know what's this, because it looked weird as She-Hulk. But then someone kind of posted, oh, if this was Deadpool, everyone would be loving it. I'm like, you're right. Everything that Deadpool did, people enjoyed. But the only thing I said, I don't know the context, so I'm not going to talk okay. uh, kind of oh, have you haven't seen the episode or? no when i saw that oh, clip okay. i haven't seen it dude this is a post-credit scene oh it has, my it has God. no really? bearing it has no bearing on the episode oh my God. so You're that's so... even worse for people complaining about i it. haven't even thought about it being uh deleted oh my people are so ridiculous because it's every people episode are... has a post-credit scene that's just oh, a really? fun yeah so it's a okay. fun 10 second scenes in every episode so and this was it. So it has nothing to do with the story. So it's even worse of a complaint. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely just there for fun. Oh my god. Yes, because the 
Megan, this, this stallion, it's part of the episode. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of saw the promo one. Yeah. And I'll say, I didn't care that for the the part that they mention her name every five seconds. They had to say Megan Thee Stallion. I'm like, okay, we know that she's a famous person. You don't need to repeat the name every two seconds. Yeah. That I didn't, yeah. But the dancing, she's having fun. Just leave it. And also people saying, oh, it's not professional for a lawyer to be dancing on her office. You haven't seen any other courtroom show where they do a lot of worse things in their office? I have a lot. Okay, uh, I'm going to be the, the, the lawyer here for a show. <laughs> I have a lot of lawyer friends. And from what I know, accounting firms and law firms behave very similarly. If you saw the things I did in my office, like I'm doing <laughs> pranks, I'm putting like fake rats on people's desks, like you clearly don't work at a you know professional yeah. office then because yeah. we're normal people we do funny things like yeah it's... sometimes i'm blasting heavy metal and my boss will go around and be like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's it for she hulk we don't need the episode was fine Not we got a ridiculous people like come on have some fun yeah. we got wong wong is always great so i'm enjoying the show but i'm not like oh i can't wait for next week Let's talk we'll about things I can't make us wait for next week. One thing I can't wait for next week, it's Rings of okay. Power. I don't know why you, why, why were you going to mention I thought we were going to do uh, House of the Dragon, though. All right. No, no, no. So, no, no, I, no we're doing Rings to... of Power. Yes, do it. Let's yes, do it. Rings of Power. I just changed my Twitter name for the... I saw it. I saw it. Or the, whatever you call this podcast. Now we're Rings of Rebellion for a little bit. I've been, you know, for the past month, there's we, nothing else I've been talking about. We were going to say controversial things, by the way. Uh, this. All right. So before we get to our you controversial go things, you go first. Right. Go first. Uh, we'll get there in a minute. Okay. So we finally got Rings of Power. For the past week, the only thing I've been listening to has been the score that's been out there two and a half hours, and they just released music specific for these two episodes. So I gotta check that out. Got the first episode on Thursday, and then the first, the second one on Friday. Everything else drops on Friday, over like an hour and five minutes this episode. And I've I love Middle Earth. I'm a fantasy guy. I prefer fantasy to sci-fi. That's why Star Wars being a mix is kind of that important thing. It's always there. And then Lord of the Rings has been one of my favorite things ever. So now when we got these Rings of Power, which a lot of people have complained about what they're going to be talking about, and I don't know the whole history about it, but Amazon doesn't have the rights for the Lord of Rings. Or for I, the was reading, I was reading for, about this. Yeah. yeah. So they only had the rights for the appendix, appendices in Lord of the Rings, and that's what this show is about. But there's not a lot of information about the Second Age. Like Lord of the Rings is the third age. Cimmerillion, I believe, is the first age. This is the second age. Yeah. And then I think if whatever is on those appendices is mentioned somewhere else, then they can pull from those areas. So they don't have everything, just this little thing, and then they're going to expand into a lot of it. Yes, that's kind of how I read it. Like, they had to, you know, even if you have the same events in some other book, you can't use that. You have to yeah. use what's in the appendices. And, you know... I gotta say it like Jeff Bezos. I'm not a big fan of his. <laughs> Nobody is, but he loves Lord of the Rings apparently, and he it shows. He's just shoving money right into it. <laughs> yeah. well, supposedly one billion. I don't know if that's true or not. 
it's a really well-made show, as we'll talk about. I think it's going to run for five seasons. They already have the whole story. Oh, I, I didn't know this. I, yes. I know that they, they, they spent a lot on the first season because they're going to use a lot of it going forward. So I'm pretty sure I read about two or three weeks ago that when that big Vanity Fair article came out about a month ago, that it's going to be five seasons, that they have kind of the whole story. They, haven't, wow, they know where cool. they're going. That's cool. I mean, it has to end with the battle that we see at the beginning of, beginning of the fellowship. They're fighting against uh, Sauron. Yeah, the, the, the thing. Yes, the thing. The thing. Let's call it the thing when the, thing. the Dark Lord gets his hand cut off <laughs> yeah. and loses the one ring and Isildur takes it and doesn't drop it in the... Oh, okay, the thing. All right, so we said it last week. Some confessions. You can start. So what's your confession about Lord of the Ring? I actually got into Lord of the Rings fairly old. I saw Lord of the Rings in the theater, all of them. And my only memory of those movies is having to go pee like <laughs> an hour in. And my cousins being like, oh, you can't go. Look at that scene. I'm like, I want to go. So but they're just walking. They're walking and I'm tired of seeing mountains. And there's a talking tree. So I, I don't remember those movies fondly. I remember seeing each and every one in the theater, but I was not a big fan at all. And I, I told you, like, um, I told you the story. I, so we have this big party. And you can, you know, attest to it. We have this big party in Puerto Rico called the Las Fiestas de San Sebastián. It's kind of like Mardi Gras. But yeah. And Old San Juan gets flooded with people. And a friend of mine, we were getting dressed to go there. And, you know, everyone goes. Like, literally everyone goes. And I, well, I was right here in this room. And we were getting dressed. And, he, and I told him, like, you know what? I'm not that big a fan of Lord of the Rings. And he's like, oh, my God, how, how can it be? Like, that's right up your alley. I'm like, yeah, I only saw them once in the theater. And he's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I only saw them once. He's like, you have them on Blu-ray. And I'm like, yeah, we're not going to a party. He took the movies <laughs> out and put Fellowship of the Ring, and we saw them for, like, until 4 a.m. or something. And so I got I got into it fairly, fairly old. And it was right around the time Battle of Five Armies was going to come. So Ooh, okay. I saw the Hobbit and I'm, I'm a fan. I'm now a fan. All right. Well, you told me this story when we were off air last week, so I'm not completely in shock right now. Yeah. But yeah, it's I'm not if I don't mind if people are not fans of it because it is a long movie, especially even the the regular version is almost three hours. But now we, you just have to watch the extended editions. And I'll give my story of how I got into Lord of the Rings in a minute. Well, my confession, just to say it out there, is I'm not sure if I'm ready to... Now, you were a little bit more definitive last week. <laughs> I got to sell it for the fans. No, I don't know. I see someone, there are new people now joining the chat. I don't know if I like Star Wars more than Lord of the Rings or if Lord of the Rings takes the cake. Okay. I don't know if I'm ready to accept that myself. I have Star Wars tattoo all over my body. I have all my collection is Star Wars. I got a few Funko Pops for Lord of the Rings. But if I sit down to analyze it and say, which trilogy is the best? Talking about the original trilogy and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And I'm told, hey, you can only pick one to watch for the rest of your life. I might go Lord of the Rings. Mm, yeah. I'm, I know. It's, I don't know if I can accept that at this point. But the needle is 
falling a little bit closer to Middle Earth than it is to far, far to Tatooine or something, or to a galaxy far, far away. There's just something about being in that world that I'm just transformed. And I think the reason is, this is how I got into Lord of the Rings. I didn't know what the hell it was. When the movie was announced, I didn't know. I remember watching on yahoomovies.com, whenever that's where we got our movie news from Yahoo. Before IMDb. <laughs> yeah. Lord of the Rings is finally coming up with a picture of uh, Frodo there. Freaking, I can't believe I, what's his name? I'm blanking on it. Anyway, he's there. And I just see Rings, Lord of the Rings, and I'm thinking about River Dance and Lord of the Dance. Lord, and I don't know, what the hell is this that has all these big articles? I didn't know anything about it. And then I just go, oh, it's a book and whatever. Never read the book. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood, thank you. I was going to say, it's Isaiah Wood. And I'm like, I know it's not that. It's Elijah Wood. I was going to say Shia <laughs> <laughs> We almost have a... So anyway, when I saw the first trailer, and then I see the shot in the Shire when they run into Merry and Pippin and they're on the road and this is that pull out. They have the whole forest kind of that canopy and it pulls out and then the leaves kind of do that tumble toward Frodo. That's when I like, oh my goodness, what's this? Because I grew up playing all these role-playing games on the Sega Master System back in the 80s. Uh, Miracle Warriors, Wise, Fantasy Star, which is you got a human, an elf, a dwarf, and a wizard. So seeing that on screen, when I watched the Fellowship of the Rings and I walked out, I felt like I'm pretty sure well, when people say that they felt when they walked out of A New Hope for the first time, that's how I felt. Like I didn't know this was possible, seeing something like this. And I think that's why I kind of find it difficult to say right now which way I would lean between Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. I do a Star Wars podcast, so that kind of maybe puts it a little bit. But now with Rings of Power, we'll see. So that's my I, confession. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, again, I remember seeing them, but I, I, at that time, there was, there was also like this discourse, like you're either a Harry Potter fan or a Lord of the Rings fan. And why not both? And I was <laughs> huge into Harry Potter. Like I learned how to read reading Harry Potter. Yeah. So I was like, well, maybe Harry Potter is more for me. But yeah, no, I those movies are just incredible. I want to read the books. I, I own them. I, I have like the illustrated edition they published recently, and I really want to get into it because it's a dense world. <laughs> I have it back there. You can probably down there. It is. I'm looking at it right now. It took me okay. two tries. First time I started reading at my brother's house, a hundred pages. I'm still in Bilbo's birthday. I'm like, no, I'll watch the movies. But then a friend of mine gave it to me because I covered for him on a weekend in Christmas at work, and he gave it to me. And like, and then I just loved it. And to end with the preamble, I want to, I want to know your position. How do you feel about the Hobbit movies? I enjoy them. Okay. There was a point where I was even I preferred the the Lord of the Rings prequel, the Hobbit, to the Star Wars prequel. I think I'm on the other side now. I prefer the Star Wars prequels to the Hobbit trilogy but I don't hate them. Um, okay. I take them for what they are. They shouldn't have been three movies. There are a lot, especially the yeah, book. I, is, I think they should have been two. It was going to be two. Guillermo del Toro was going to make them. Yeah, then, it, it was going to be like Hobbit and they're back again, I think. Yeah. 
And then it goes, it kept getting delayed, 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 and he couldn't wait anymore. So he bounced. And then they brought Peter Jackson, who didn't have time to start from scratch. He had to go with all the pre-production stuff that Guillermo had done. So he was writing scenes as they're actually filming. So what those, he did to get it to the point that it is took a lot. Those behind the scenes are kind of painful to watch. Like seeing yeah. Ian McKenna, like, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, he wanted to walk out. He wanted to get out of there. But give me smog over all the dragons out there. I love the second one. I don't care that Benny Cumberbatch was on the floor with the <laughs> dust over his face pretending to be a dragon. I love it. I love about. that. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, I think The Hobbit is fine. Uh, Unexpected Journey. I really like Desolation of Smog. And I think Battle of Five Armies is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably will go Smog first, then... Uh, the Hobbit, the first one, and uh, respect the journey, and then finish with Battle Five Armies. Battle Five Armies, I love uh, the ending of it. Like the battle with Asog is great. Seeing a lot of the dwarves not make it kind of gives you that, oh, there's way to it. It's not just a kid's one. But yeah, I mean, it was great. I mean, it was pretty good because I knew it's not going to be Lord of the Rings. Take it as a yeah, they're going to be jumping in barrels, going down the river, whatever. It's funny. Just go with it. It's a movie. Yeah. All right. Rings of Power. We're supposed to talk about Rings of Power. So, Otto, you said you've only watched the first episode. I did. did Life you got enjoy it? Life got in the way. I saw the first episode. I loved it. I, I really, really loved it. it. It felt like watching a Lord of the Rings movie. It starts mm -hmm. with Galadriel narrating and seeing the world, all the mountains, saying, hey, we went to the place. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it had me. It really had me. I, I'm interested. I, I do think it didn't do a great job setting everything up. Because um, I, I like it when a pilot just like, this is what the show is. Like, of course, mm. it's not going to tell you everything that's going to happen. But it, it's, it's very clear, like, this is what the show is going to be. And I think it, this was a, a little bit more ambiguous i think on galadriel's side definitely we we know what her story is going to be but other the other characters i was a little bit like okay but overall i i really liked it as i told you like visually it's stunning to watch yeah and the i love i love this premiere uh you you're in middle earth the landscape the music the visual everything works perfectly being able to put the the musical score now with the visuals is even better. I love the intro, like you said, with Galadio kind of narrating first as a younger elf in Valinor. And then we jump to the battle against Morgoth. I love first, I just love the names. I love hearing people that can actually speak Elvish, kind of say those names. And every time she, they say Morgoth and Valinor and all these things, I'm like, I love everything. And then Sauron, seeing Sauron in Seeing Sauron was great. <laughs> oh, man. Just when is he coming? I know this is going to be a, for the season five that we see him. But, oh, man, that was so awesome. And I think I agree that he didn't do the best job setting everything up. Like, for example, House of the Dragon, I think, did a better job in that sense in the first episode. But I think it did enough to kind of start pushing the main story forward. Yeah, I've heard definitely. a couple of people say that they love the episodes and both episodes so far. 
so that they don't feel the magic that they felt coming out of the fellowship 21 years ago. I don't agree. Uh, the only reason I kind of agree, I think we're following a lot of stories right now. Mm -hmm. We have Galadriel, we have Elrond doing his thing, we have the Hardfoots uh, with the Stranger. We have a lot of things going on right now, so we're jumping. And in Lord of the Rings, we jumped, but it was usually like three stories, but they all were kind of pointing to the same place. Right yeah. now, we don't know, like you said, what's going on? Galadriel has her mission. What are all these other people? And with Lord of the Rings, like you get all the characters, they get together, then they split up. But yeah. you know how they're interconnected. Here is a, a little bit messier. Yeah, plus they're all going to the same place. The yeah. main the main issue is destroying Sauron. We got to get the ring to uh Mordor. So that even though everyone's doing their own thing, that's the main the main goal. Here, like you said, we still don't know what everyone else is doing. But I enjoy that they gave us a lot of the main characters already. And we kind of start seeing what their story is. But the, the my reasoning for some, maybe, again, I don't know the reason, for some people not feeling that magic, Lord of the Rings, we were basically following, why do we love Luke Skywalker? Because he was the farm boy that wanted more out of his life and saved the universe. Why do we like all these characters that are not Jedi, are not Sith. What do we like uh, Cassian Andor? Because he's a regular human being that's going above to save, to do the good thing. That's the Hobbits. The Hobbits have, same as the Ewoks and all that. The Hobbits have no place in this war, but we connect to them because that's us. And that's why we love and went in that journey. Here we're following established warriors already halfway on their journey. So I think that's why we don't connect as quickly as we did with Lord of the Rings. For some people, oh, I don't feel that magic. But yeah, these people already, they know what they're I, doing. Yeah, because, you know, it's new, but it's also Galadriel, and it's also Elrond. So, yeah. and, you know, even to a little bit um, different degree, uh, it, it's also Celebrimor. So I, no, I do, I do get that. All right, so we we spent a, a little bit of time already, and we haven't talked too much about Rings of Power. But uh, so, give me your top three or three things that you enjoyed about that first episode. I love the pre the prologue. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I I knew that she was gonna say Middle Earth, but the middle she said, we moved to Middle Earth. I'm like, <laughs> I love the maps. I love that they show uh, you. Oh Ooh. yes, yes, I love that. Uh, give me a good map. Um, we'll <laughs> we'll talk about maps pretty soon. Um, yeah. But uh i love that i i love elrond writing poetry i mean like bones <laughs> um and i love galadriel i love kelly shed so i knew i was gonna <laughs> love her now so yeah, yeah. I, she's cool I, I i'm a sucker for like a moby dick um kind of story that she mm. just can't let it go and she has to go back even when she has the chance to you know get what she does say i i, I want to go home but she can't. She has to go yeah. back. And we know she has to go back because she's there, she's there later on. She'll be so, there 3,000 3, years from now. She'll be there. Yeah. So uh, I think those are some of my main things. So you mentioned Elrond. You mentioned Galadriel. I love Elrond in general, but I love his relationship with Galadriel. When he, because I love that he just says it. What are you, what are you going to do if this is know what's going on you're gonna keep going how many people are you gonna let die 
to have them statues built for them. You get it. There's a point you have to let go. So I love I that love someone pushed that moment. He yeah. was like, "How many more statues?" <laughs> so I love Elrond, and when he's writing this poetry, and you don't know what the hell it's for, and it's for the king, so it's the the speech writer for the yeah. king for Gilgalad. I love. So I love Elrond. And I know you haven't watched the second episode, but we get Durin. We go mm -hmm. to Casa Doom. Elrond's relationship with Durin and with Disa, oh, hard. Okay. Love it. So I love Elrond, the relationship he's already establishing with these characters. Aaron Deer. I'm not just saying it because he's played by a Puerto Rican actor, Ismael Cruz Cordova, which he's also had a, he played Queen in Mando season one. I love Aaron Deer. And I love his relationship with Browen, and I love the musical thing. I loved it when I heard it on the score. To me, it's their version of Across the Stars. He has a presence as an elf that's just intoxicating. So I love everything he's doing so far. I, I love that speech. I've said it in every way but words. I'm like, oh, you're a poet. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, and, and you're like, just say the words. I know what you mean, but say it. And then, I, I, you know, and acting that moment when they get told we're going home, he's like, Yeah, like, oh, there's a lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the third one, it's, I'm not gonna say how I had it written down because it's for the second episode, but it's something that is alluded to when Elrond is talking to Celebrimbor. They're brought together. I mean, they brought to, together at the end to of the do first something episode. for a project. Well, yes. I don't know what the project is. <laughs> no, so no, but the pro actually the project is something else. But yes. what that project is going to be used for? So that alluding to like, okay, here we go. So those are my top three. I had the intro, like you said, Morgoth, Sauron. We all the main characters, the music, the lands. Oh. I, oh man, this is for second episode. There's something that happens on the second episode that reminded me of Shadows of the Sith, and I'll leave it there. Uh, what? Sorry. <laughs> so there's something that happens on the second episode at the end that okay. reminded me of Shadows of the Sith. Oh, okay. So that I'm like, okay. oh yes, give me that that weird fantasy magical element. Okay. Was there anything that you didn't enjoy? You kind of said that you don't know where the yeah, oh, but that, that's gone. more of an epic. I, I was very happy watching it. Like when it ended, I wanted to watch the next the next one, but it was really late. I was like, I'm gonna fall asleep watching it. So <laughs> I just went to bed, and this morning life got in the way. Yeah. So same thing. I, there's not one thing I can point to. Just I kind of mentioned there's maybe too many stories going on at the same time that we don't know how they're going to connect. That's the only thing, just to have yeah. something. Second episode, like I said, I really enjoyed it. Kind of prefer the first one a little bit more. But we get more with Aaron Deer, with Browin. Um, like I said, we get go to Casa Dune, Durin. Again, Durin and Elrond are great. And more with Kellen Brimbor. We hear about the Silmarils. And there's a lot of backstory that you, if you know some of the lore, you kind of, oh, I kind of know a little bit what's going on. <sighs> Rings of Power, dude. I can't wait. Next it's Friday can come soon. Oh, man, I love it. All right, so let's finish up talking about the other big fantasy show out there. Please don't compare them. They're very different. They're very different. <laughs> very different. So take that. Yeah, as I understand the urge to do so, but let's be honest. Uh, 
House of the Dragon, Lord uh, Game of Thrones, they're more like political thrillers. Mm-hmm. They're not about this fantasy story about like it's it feel kind of feels about our world more than sure, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, so House of the Dragons has a lot of dragons that came into play this week. But before we jump in, we talked about the intro in Lord, in Rings of Power. Dude, seeing the eagles fighting the fell beast. Oh my goodness. Yes. That was something. House of the Dragons, second episode dropped last Sunday. In a couple, in 24, less than 24 hours, we'll get the next one. Or in about 26 hours. It drops at 9 p.m. Um, still enjoying it. Pretty, pretty oh, good second episode, right? It was a great second episode. It reminds me a lot of those first three seasons of Game of Thrones, which I think are just perfect. Um, yeah. It, it was a great episode. It was. It's. Yeah, I, I was telling a friend like it's not action packed. It's very much Game of Thrones. A lot of people talking. I think there's a lot of scenes in these first episodes that, as the show moves on and we get some um, resolution to some things, mm-hmm. we'll go back and be like, "Oh, that scene!" <laughs> so I, I'm very excited from what we've gotten so far. And the t- talk about intros hearing that theme again i i felt like i was watching a star wars movie i got happy i was like ah and so, uh, yeah um speaking we talked when we did she hulk talking about controversy there was a little bit of controversy about people saying oh really they rehashed the intro they're lazy i'm guessing you're not in that camp no i i'm gonna steal this from alden diaz but he, he mentioned something like it's like playing Empire Strikes Back and being like, well, that's lazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's the same world. It's part of the same story. But I had no issue with it whatsoever. I had a little bit in that yeah. I thought, I, just because I thought we were getting something new. Okay. So we didn't get anything the first one. Then, if, oh, we're finally getting a, a title intro. Here we go. And I, oh, it's the same one. Okay, I, still great. <laughs> I liked not having one in the first episode because the first episode, if you really think about it, feels like a prologue to the whole mm-hmm. story. Because even here, we got a time jump. Like, we're not continuing where we're, we're kind of are, but a couple months later. So I kind of like it not having in the first one. But So I'll tell you about comparing this and Rings of Power. Same thing happens in Rings of Power episode two. We get an intro, which if I have to pick an intro, I prefer the... House of the Dragons one, I'll say. I I just love it. Felt very Targaryen, seeing the yeah. blood, the fire, you know, fire and blood, and all Valyria, and I I really loved it. I, I right. I'm I'm loving the show and Matt right. Smith, man. So give me your three. Give me your top three three things Matt, that you enjoyed. Matt Smith throwing <laughs> the egg at Renee. Uh, uh, right he's I love him because. I know where he's, his story is going to go. So the show's doing a great job telling you he's the antagonist, but you can't hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the whole thing, like, I'm having a, I'm having a son. No, you're not. <laughs> it's my wedding day. There's no wedding. <laughs> so I have I it here. Number one, Damon being nuts. Like you said, yeah, you can hate the guy. And Matt Smith is a great actor. He's eating this role. Every time he's on screen, I want more of him. And when Corliss is talking bad about uh, Viserys, he's like, eh, eh, I talk bad on my, I say whatever I want about my brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I love, I love everything because it's almost like when Rhaenyra gets there is my other point is just Rhaenyra g- growing into her own 
when she tells everyone, well, we have dragons. Why don't we just take dragons over there and shut everyone up? I'm like, uh, duh. Yeah. No, we got to be shut up. And then no, she, does it. Back. <laughs> and she saves everyone without the bloodshed. But again, I just said I love people talking Elvish. I love Damon <sighs> Arenita speaking in all Valeria. And you see that there's still that love there. Yeah, they're competing yeah, for the throne, but there's oh man, there's something. Yeah, no, still the, there. the Targaryens they protect each other, and and, he, and she says it like, if you want to be king, kill me, end it right here. Yeah. And he's like, oh, just throw you the egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then when before we're, they're gonna have the fight, and then what is this? I wrote it down. Where's ah Caraxes? His uh -huh. dragon just shows up. Really, you're gonna have a fight. Luke was backing me up, but then you have was it Cyrax or something? Yeah. She could do, oh man, love, love all that. Which, by the way, he stole the dragon too. <laughs> I didn't know that. he wasn't supposed to take it. They mentioned it in when they, when they, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it's so, him. He wasn't supposed to take it. So, yeah, I love everything about Damon. I love Rhaenyra growing to her own and going to, to Dragonstone to kind of do it. We're gonna. The other thing I love, okay, we got to go to Dragonstone. Okay, we're there. In Game of Thrones, it would take five episodes to get there. So I love that we're there already. But you know what? I checked the map. Dragonstone and King's Landing are right next to each other. Oh, so now sure. I think about it. I'm like, Daenerys was hiding there. And they could have just, like, gone there. Just gone around <laughs> the corner. Know. I don't know. All right. Anything else you loved about this episode? I, I, I love the conversation of... Uh, uh, Rhaenyra and Viserys in, in the table. Mm -hmm. he, he does yeah. say, like, I'd rather go into combat than talk with my 15-year-old daughter. And the conversation of Rhaenyra's and uh, uh, Rhaenyra and Rhaenys Targaryen, uh, okay. her aunt something, mm -hmm. that was awesome. And she's like, oh, they rejected a women king queen before. And she's like, no, they rejected you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm on her side. I'm like, yeah. old woman, don't be bitter that you didn't get picked to be queen, okay? Just shut up. You're selling your daughter. And that's where I go to points that I didn't like. We talked last week, oh, is Mon Mothma going to be married at 16? That's weird. Hey, you want to marry my 12-year-old daughter? Oh, don't worry. You don't have to have relations till she's 14. I'm like, ah, dude, no. It's, I, I, I get it. It's, it's problematic. But I really like Viserys being like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he went with Alison, which was, what, 14? Like, eh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still but, but, weird. <laughs> but there's going to be a time jump, and we're going to see her get older, <laughs> at least. No worries. I, anyway, it was, I could have done without, because it, the it, it, poor it, actress it, looks like five, like eight. No, she, she's extremely young. But I, I do think the show portrayed as, as it as it is, as extremely extremely uncomfortable yes. that scene with them walk it was horrific oh walk. man it was and, bad. and you see he, he's not comfortable with this he's not and I'll, comfortable. I'll say i was on viserys case last week saying i don't like this actor he kind of pulling me out and he's good warming up he did a better job this this yeah. this week and i'm kind of and when he gets uh, angry like oh get my drag or get some boats i'm going to get my egg bag like okay here we go get yeah. get angry I, I I just want to say like I'm terrified for him because he's a little bit Ned Stark and yeah. we know what happens to men like you know noble men they don't last long. Yeah. All right. That finger. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's very I'm very interested for tomorrow's episode. 
I knew from the first episode that the hand of the king wanted was throwing his wife, his daughter to him. Oh, was really go, obvious. Go, get dress. Go, go get that dress. Yeah. So I, I still don't have a read on him. I, I want to know what he wants. I liked him at the beginning of the first episode, but the more it goes, I'm like, dude, oh, hands. You're, you're like Littlefinger. I, I don't like you. You're slimy. And this is my last thought, but one of the things I love the most is seeing how different things work. Like in Game of Thrones, the king is just an actor, basically. Just yeah. someone to sit there, and the hand of the king is doing everything. This doesn't seem to be the case here, but it kind of seems to be what uh, Otto wants. He wants mm -hmm. to be like the one with the influence, manipulating the king, and he's kind of doing it. And I think yeah. he's taking advantage of um, the kind of person Viserys is. Yeah, and now with Alicent being yeah. queen, it's like he has an extra kind of incentive there. Yeah. But all in all, season is going great. Very excited for the next episode. Stay for Rings of Power. Can't believe that we're in a five five day or six day time span. We get both of these shows. Plus, we have Andor in a couple of weeks. Hoping she holds kind of picks up a little bit for my taste. But apart from that, everything else in front. And in D23, there's some rumors out there of actors that are going to sign with the um, MCU. I'm not going to expect anything. No, I anything. don't. But if don't that gets announced, it's like, oof, we'll MCU is going to. Anyway, so next week, we'll break down whatever happens or doesn't happen in Disney Plus Day. Uh, D23 will be going on. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No idea when they're going to do Star Wars, if they even talk about Star Wars. Hopefully before 5 p.m. on Saturday and we can talk about it. Yeah. Ah, all right, Oti. Anything else before we sign out? <sighs> Everything's down below in the descriptions. I'm Oti. I'm always here. And just yeah. follow me whatever it says. <laughs> He's there. We try kicking him out. We can't anymore. We'll be here next week as always, guys. Thanks for joining us. Oti's gone. He's back. Get used to it. We'll be here next week. And then the week afterwards is the big original sequel trilogy trivia challenge where we will have our final finalist before a big main Star Wars trivia. So make sure to tune in for that one. See us next week. Everyone have a good weekend, good holiday weekend. Be careful out there as you travel also. But stay safe. Be safe. Watch Rings of Power. Watch everything. Star Wars, may the force be with you. <laughs>